We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Gold. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2 and he's... From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall, the teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars, and that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Welcome everybody to another episode of Hard Reads where I, TK Breezy, and Austin will talk to you about things going on in the Smash community. Uh, obviously things that have been going on in the Smash community as of late have been very trash. And the only one good silver lining that I think we have is that Min Min dropped, and I can't really even call that a mint, uh, silver lining because most of y'all didn't want that character anyway. So, yeah, here we are, man. I'm TK Breezy. That's Aussie. How you doing, man? I don't know, man. Like, it's pretty shitty day, pretty shitty week, pretty shitty year. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, I... it just doesn't really seem to be getting better either, and that's yeah. kind of... It's kind of trash. I can't feel it. Really find um, a an upside to what's going on. The only upside that I see as of right now is that, like, once tournament starts up, a lot of people who were causing problems will be gone. But at the same time, I don't see where this causes more problems not to arise because 
it's fans from everywhere now. You know, you got people of no power. You have people of immense power all getting called out. So it's not like, a, oh, it's just the people, you know, the low, the low lives or whatever. It's like prominent people. And then first time Tony guards are all like no one is safe. So, yeah, man, uh, just I hope that it does. Um, you know, this does lead to some reform of some type. But as of right now, uh, I don't fucking see it. Don't see it. I do. But it's going to be a long time. I, I see this as a very painful way to get this get the bad seeds out of the community and just show that there's going to be zero tolerance for this in the future I, I think it this is not just a smash problem it's obviously happening in smash a lot recently like a lot of people are coming out i think it's a world problem and it's very prominent in things that don't really have like i guess a set of rules that are grassroots i guess i I think it's a very grassroots thing because you know fgc is also being affected by similar stuff you know so uh, i i i think this is gonna pave a way because people are becoming more and more brave to be able to like put their stories out there and that's a good thing that they're able to get this stuff off their chest it's so painful though for like 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 the the pain that we feel is nowhere near how much pain the the victims feel obviously like they 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 have the most but when you have people that you genuinely consider your friend like multiple people multiple people me for me personally i considered were my friend and i trusted them you know when these stories come out about them it 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 makes you feel some type of way you know that Senpai shit hurts, man. Yeah. Um, me and Senpai are very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to an extent, we probably still are, but like, I now have to distance myself from her because of the situation. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to appear as an apologist or anything like that. But the thing is, like, you know, obviously, I'm still processing over the fact that, like, someone that I've known for years, someone that, like, I, I you know, was happy that they decided to start commentating someone that, like, I helped get a gig, someone that, like, I helped with commentary in general turns out to be, to to, to have done what she had done. And so, like, when I first, you know, this came out a while ago, and when I first read it, she was like, you know, obviously, don't believe it, whatever, and I, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. You know, I was like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, she said it. No one's really disputing the claim. Um, it must be true. And now, after reading, you know, Pope's twit longer in very vivid detail, without him even talking about everything that was happening, like even he said, like I don't want to talk about literally every circumstance, but here are some of the examples. Like I couldn't do anything but not believe it and not feel betrayed and not feel like I don't know. Like I don't really feel like I don't feel like I contributed to it because obviously that stuff happened before everything. But I also feel like. You know, I look back on certain moments that happened that people were describing and stuff, and I like look at it differently. Like I did, you know, I did. Obviously, I was at Xanadu when they first started showing up at Xanadu, and I did see them being little buddy buddy and whatever. But I thought it was more like a, you know, like a big sister thing. Like this is, you know, I'm I'm taking care of this little dude because he's you know he's young and I'm, I'm like a big sister to him. But 
now after reading everything and seeing everything it's it doesn't appear like that to me anymore and that sucks that i feel like if that was if that was uh reversed as far as genders uh, i think we all would have said something you know we all would have been like wow why is this 24 year old dude you know being all touchy feely with this 14 year old girl but unfortunately it's one of those things that like it's one of those things that will always get kind of overlooked because yeah most of the time the women are not the abusers you know i mean like when you look at the statistics obviously most women are not uh when it when it comes to abuse case uh men largely uh inhibit that area but it doesn't mean that i should turn a blind eye to what may look wrong just because you know it is a woman and 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 that's like an eye-opening lesson for me is that like now i have to see things from both sides uh better i didn't do a good job of it before and this has taught me that i definitely need to do a better job of it in the future and that right there that right there is a pro like the fact that you're learning like you're learning from it i'm learning from it we're all learning from these experiences to start to look out for stuff like that because like you said dude like if you saw something like that you would instantly big sister looking out for this little kid you know um but it, it, it's it raises it's so difficult in this scene when like there's so many kids there's so many people under the age of 18 hanging out with adults you know like both you and i have talked about how sometimes it feels weird for us to be in the smash scene a bit because we feel like we don't really connect with the new crowd anymore because there's such a large age gap so but it's still fun to go to the events because we usually just hang out with you know us and people our age and then you know if we ever interact with someone that's younger we're just like i don't know like, like it feels awkward so when i see an adult getting that close with a kid and then also have ulterior motives because it's not just senpai there's so many others that have so many other i mean stories. there's been a lot there's yeah. definitely been a lot of of twitter that have come out she just happened to be the one that hit the closest to home for me like i've definitely saw the one we can you know fruit and vinya and all that good stuff yeah. uh the faux thing resurfaced uh recently um there's a uh, one with focus i mean there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot out there it's hard yeah. to keep up with but ever with every twit longer like i'm glad that these people are stepping forward but i'm also like exhausted that i live in this community not knowing any of these any of these things, you know, yeah, you know, right. and, and 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 to an extent, I really feel like that COVID uh, influenced a lot of this because I feel like a lot of, pe of these people might have stayed silent if we were still going to tournaments and we would have just kind of still had people doing shitty shit in the, you know, the background or whatever. But once the movement started and people started to get more um, comfortable with telling their stories and shit. Um, I feel like the fact that we're not going to tournaments is allowing more people to like think about, you know, shit that has happened to them at tournaments and realize like stuff is not not okay. Um I just saw that Sleepy K one. That one kind of threw me for a loop because again, for the longest I've known Sleepy K, uh I never really saw I mean, he's been an advocate for against all of that shit, you know, like, oh, you know, don't let abusers in the community, blah, 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 all that good stuff. And then it comes out that he's also trying to sleep with a 14-year-old. And I'm like, and 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 the worst part about his is that even if that were to happen today that person is still underage so it doesn't it, like it doesn't fucking matter like you're you're like extra gross you know what i mean it's 2020 
and we're still talking about someone being underage when you were looking at them and they were 14, I'm good, man. Yeah. Uh, the J tails one really fucked me up. Uh, I oh. consider, I mm. consider, I considered myself close with him when he was living in New York city. So, and I like the thought didn't even enter my brain that he was yeah. capable of stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's like J-Tails, Venia, Senpai, uh, on a lesser scale because they're not in the Smash scene, DM Brandon. Uh, like there's all those people I did consider my friends. And now it's like, I, I who do I trust anymore? You know, like, it, like it's, those are people that I thought I knew. And apparently I did not. And yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like right now, uh, you know, one one thing that I've definitely like taken away from this and entire thing is, yeah, you really can't, you really don't. It's like, who can you trust? And like, I thought that I was, you know, I had a good circle, but even then, like now I'm kind of like, is my, you know, now I'm looking at like everybody and everything and, you know, everything that has happened over the last few years and whatnot. And I'm just like... I put a tweet out that was like, you know, I've been here since I was 18. I'm now about to turn 31 on the 27th. And one thing that I've noticed is that I've grown up, you know, obviously, like, from, I'm not the same person I was 18 at all, you know. And but I feel like a lot of people are did not. They didn't do that. Like, I feel like a lot of people find certain stuff. OK, like, uh, you know, like hanging out with underage people. I don't want to do that. Like, I never, ever want to, like you know, I never want everyone to like just me and like six 17 year olds hanging out in a room. Like, I don't want that. First of all, it doesn't look good. And second, I just couldn't imagine anything good coming from that. So as you grow up, you need to, you know, as you grow up, you need to kind of change your, your ways. Like I have no, I obviously have, obviously have no issue uh, with younger people. I will talk to a lot of young people because, you know, they're fans of mine and like, I get that, but that's what it, that's where it ends. Like, I don't, you know, Hey man, big fan of your commentary. Thanks. You know what I mean? Like, thanks for watching Smash and whatever, whatever. After that, we're not going to have a personal relationship. I, I don't I don't want that. I don't want to have a personal relationship with a 16-year-old, male or female. Like, that's just not, that's not like in my immediate family or some shit like that. Um, So, yeah, like, now that I'm 30, I don't want to hang out with anyone that's uh, not of legal drinking age, basically. And uh, even then, like, uh, I think about the fact that, like, I barely want to hang out with people under, like, 20, like, 4. You know what I mean? But, it seems that as though people think that like they've kind of like put that to the side because oh we're all here for the same thing yeah I, I'm down to play friendlies with you for sure like yeah we can do that whatever I don't care how old you are we can get some friendlies in but when it comes time to do out of tournament shit no we're not hanging out I'm going to a bar you know you're going to go play more friendlies or whatever I'm going to my hotel room to hang out with other thirty to twenty five year olds you're going to go play more friendlies with your sixteen to seventeen year old friends like that there needs to be there doesn't need to be a guideline for it. Um, there should just be common sense and understanding that some shit is not going to be kosher and not going to look good, uh, you know, for you. And you're going to put yourself in bad situations just from, you know, existing like that. You want to play friendlies with people? Go to the fucking venue. You know what I'm saying? Like, but for no reason should I be hanging out when I'm trying to like, you know, party and stuff at the end of the tournament. There's no, no reason I should be hanging out with a bunch of 16, 17 year olds. Uh, being the only one drinking or some shit like that. No, I'm good. I'm good.
There is no shortage of action going on on our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the bet odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need any more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on the website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Do you think that when locals come back for Smash that we should, like, introduce new rules? Like, if you're a minor, you have to bring a parent? Uh, should there be leagues where only kids are allowed to enter for certain events? And then one event that only you have to be 18 or older to enter this event? Like, do you think there needs to be... No, I don't think I don't think we should age gate. Um... Yeah. I, you know, the, the community should be open to everyone. It's just the, the adults need to be held accountable for being adults. And that's, that's the, that's the real issue is that, yeah, we don't have, we don't have good adults. Like we don't have enough good adults. Like we obviously have good adults and good role models and shit like that, but we don't have enough good adults to make the shit, uh, right. I think, and, and I, I fell into that category for a little bit too because, like, I feel like I've seen shit and I wouldn't say anything. But now I'm like way more outspoken about it. So if I see some creepy shit, I'm gonna say it. You know, hey, bro, why are you, you know, why why are all your friends 16 and you're 35? Like, you know what I mean? Like that's fucking weird. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, we just don't we don't we don't have good adults. And I I, I thought about this the other day is that like I feel like the code of conduct or the you know the panel is redundant because the the like i see what they're trying to do is good i'm not going to say like it's a bad thing i think it's redundant for the sole fact that like if everyone had common sense there would no would be no need for uh a code of conduct you know what's right and wrong you know that the things you're doing are right and wrong otherwise you wouldn't be trying to hide it you know obviously uh one of the things that we saw where a lot of people were a lot of this stuff has gone down in dms because you know it's wrong, and that's why you won't put it on your timeline. You know, you won't tell that 16-year-old girl she looks pretty on your timeline because you know it's fucking wrong. So if people would hold themselves more accountable and realize that the shit that they're doing is wrong, then yeah, the code of conduct wouldn't even need to exist because you would have people holding uh, themselves and each other accountable. Unfortunately, we don't have that. Like, we don't have that uh, and. So that's why the code of conduct has to exist as of right now, because some for some reason we're still policing people uh, of legal drinking age. We're, we're still policing people who can rent cars, who can buy hotels, you know, and all that good stuff over their conduct with people who are still in high school. Like that, that makes no fucking sense to me, man. I mean, that's just society in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's scumbags everywhere. There's gonna be scumbags. Even in the future, like, I'm sure there's going to be scumbags trying to do something in the future in the Smash scene. But it's, we just, I think people just need to look out for each other. I, like you said, we need to call out the bullshit when we see it. Because I, I feel like they're back in the olden days, you know, like when Brawl, Melee, like back then. Like, I, I never really witnessed anything, but I heard so many stories. I heard so many stories from like the early, early, like 2008, 2009, 2010 stuff. And I was like, wow, that's weird and creepy. And that's all it left. It, it, it didn't go anywhere. And I don't even remember the stories at this point because I feel some of them probably have already come to light. 
but it's just like wow like maybe we should start giving these rumors that go around a little bit more severity and i think it comes with growth you know like it's been 10 years like we the smash scene has grown up a bit kind of but with the new kids coming onto the block but i don't know man like i'm at a loss for words like i i don't even know what to say anymore like this shit's unacceptable and it's going to continue happening unless we do something about it and i don't know what that thing is besides holding people accountable taking shit more seriously i'm glad people are taking it more seriously now that's another thing that's like oh that's another positive thing coming from this because i feel like if this shit happened four years ago like it would not nearly have been like this outspoken for people this many people like coming to their defense you know yeah but also i feel like it's being magnified because we're stuck online i feel right. like i didn't have to pay so much attention to the smash community before because i was going to tournaments that was when i was getting my like dosage you know every other week i was uh you know at another tournament so like yeah, man, I may have missed that one time that Nairo got second between Genesis and, and Frostbite or whatever the fuck, but, like, still, like, I know just about everything else. Now that everything is online, all we're talking about is, you know, what's going on online. And everyone's complaining, and everyone's bitter, and everyone is shitty, and because of that, like, now it's just like, that's all you see. I haven't seen a good thing about Smash in a while. Even with Min, Min coming out, people were still, you know shitty over that you know and and you know that's in and out the game like not only is the is is the the game state shitty but the the community state is shitty on both sides this isn't a, a smash ultimate exclusive thing obviously sleepy k is a melee member uh it's just the community in general and i know a lot of people are like yeah but the world's like that but that's that's like the i don't like that argument because like i, I we know the world's fucked up and i right. i wish that i could fight the world uh, as vehemently as I'm fighting the Smash community. But the thing is that I am within the Smash community uh, a lot. Like, I am invested into the Smash community a lot. So I will be a little more harsh on the on the Smash community because these are things that I can actively fix. I cannot go out on my front porch and start yelling, you know, stop harassing women, and then someone's going to hear me and be like, yeah, you're right, my bad. But I can go to a tournament and yell that shit, and someone is going to hear me and they're going to have to respect that. So, yeah, I mean, yes, the whole world is shitty, and these are just, uh, the community is just a small section, a small piece of the world, but I can only fix one thing at a time, and right now I'm going to fix the thing that I'm mostly invested in that I haven't been invested in or 10 years, and that's the Smash community. Now, once you know things start to look good here, uh, obviously, you know, we'll take that fight outside, you know, other elsewhere, and it's not like this is the only thing that I've been seeing either. Obviously, I'm part of the Twitch community as well. I've seen a lot of um, I've seen a lot of twitlongers and articles coming out about the Twitch sexual harassment. I've seen that shit actually coming in from directly from the company. Like, there's a lot that there's a lot that is wrong, but I can't fix everything, so I have to start somewhere. And right now, I'm starting with what's closest to me, and that is the Smash community and Twitch. And and we'll we'll go from there. You know what I mean? We'll we'll go from there. I think a lot of people are intimidated intimidated to like bring an experience up if say the accuser is like has a huge following has over 50k followers or something like that and the person who wants to speak up about it has less than 200 you know i i think that would be an issue in the past but i think people are more and more accepting of that and also on top of that this is happening at a local level 
But that's where it starts. I think it starts by like, I, I don't know if you saw, but uh, HO3K in New York City made a tweet about like having a tip line for if anything's going on or if you suspect anything or whatever, please notify us and we'll, you know, we'll put it underneath the microscope and try to examine see what's actually going on here. And I think that's where it starts that all locals need to have something like that in place. Because while this may happen at majors, the most prominent spots all of these have been happening at are small local events, you know? So there's a start. Like anyone can do it. You don't have to have a big following. You don't have to have a huge following in order to make yeah. a difference. You just got to care about your scene. Yeah. I see a lot of some people in the chat talking about the Gimmer thing. So I'll bring that to light. The, the Gimmer thing has actually been a long going uh, discussion. That shit actually happened in the PM areas, eras. He refuted those claims. It, got dead it. And the only reason it's being brought up is because the person who brought it up still has a vendetta against Gimmer. So they're going to paint Gimmer in a way. Now, uh, I don't uh, I don't know the full specifics of it, but it got it got deaded when it was first introduced back in like 2014 or whatever year that was. Uh, as Samaya was vindictive against Gimmer because they were breaking up because of whatever, you know, their relationship issues were. And she did have some. She did do some vindictive stuff. She had his password. She tried to. She was threatening to delete all his videos and shit like that off uh, VG Bootcamp, which would have been a major blow, obviously, to his income and all that good stuff. Now I don't know if there's any new allegations, so I'm not gonna like dive too deep into it. Maybe she actually has some some um, new information that was going to change things. But as of what I know, um, that was that the 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 accusation was false. And there wasn't much said after that. So that's going to be a thing that you guys are going to have to wait until Gimmer decides to come out with if he decides to come out with anything. Um, you know, we haven't talked about it. Uh, the only thing I did know was what happened before six years ago or four years ago, however long it was. I don't remember. It was four to six years, though. So that's all I can really say on that, man. Sorry, I don't have a better, um, you know, a, a more clear, concise answer on that. But you know, if it comes out that like the shit is true, then yeah, I'm gonna have to distance myself from him too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not picking any sides here except for the right side. Me and Gamer have been friends for uh, 11 years. I'm part of VG Boot Camp, but if this shit were to come out to be true, um, I would, I would resign for sure. Like I'm, that's th there's nothing else to be said right there. So, right, and I yeah. think something that's really important to note is if you. People need to, it's good for people to like believe stories, like believe the victims. It's good to like get on their sides and stuff. One thing that's really important is that I think we need to stop jumping the shark on this, for instance. Like no one has come out and said anything about Gamer right now, right? Like yeah. I'm, not well, saying Gamer, I'm not saying Gamer's innocent, but yeah, yeah. it's just like it's this dude who claimed these other stories happens to be right about one of them. And, it, so, and it's not the it's not the main person either. Like, yes, I would if if if, if Samaya herself came out and said something, I feel like I would give it a lot more. Threat. To me, it's the same yeah. dude who has been vindictive over. I mean, if you go through his timeline, you can see him literally always shit to shit talking anything VG Bootcamp is doing. It's he's a vindictive guy. So I can't tell if this is if this uh if this vindictive like shriek is for good or if he's just doing the same thing to try to throw you know more shade at, at Gamer. I have to wait. I have to wait and see. That that's all I that's all I can really yeah. film that one. So it's it's, a, wait and see. it's 100 percent a wait and see story. I don't think people should be painting Gimmer in a bad light until something comes out. 
because right now we don't really know what's going on like <laughs> so to just instantly think that he's bad is not the way even if he is like it's not the way until you get more proof i think a lot of people need to start thinking for themselves and and stop letting others dictate how they should feel how should how they should think don't be sheep anymore you gotta you gotta use your own common sense you have a, everyone has their own brain to think about stuff you know yeah start using it yeah so um we're gonna probably talk about that a little more but we obviously got to talk about the other subject of um, actually you know just lighter subject min, min came out how do you feel about her i um think that she's fun but i don't know if she's good uh however I do feel like she can steal some stocks after like two hits into like the megawatt. So uh, I don't know, man. Like she doesn't. She her style is not for me. Um, I'm not really a zoner type, but it's you know for for what I've been doing as far as like playing my viewers and stuff. I've been, I've been kind of doing some work. I've been doing some work. I think if someone like dedicates himself to learning the character, that she's probably I could see her getting top eight at a major maybe even win depending on like where the meta takes her um i don't know if anyone wants to do that though because that means you have to give up your own character to like learn this one because she's so vastly different because you have to think differently about the a and b buttons because it's like she has different punches and stuff but i think she's got really funny tricks uh like mm. that that megawatt nair is so good that is mm. that is like that's what clouds nair wish he thought it was and then he's also got, she's got that trick where she like can like, what do you even call it? Forward air, forward tilt, mid air punch. Uh, you hit their shield mid air with with one mm. of the punches, and then it's it's plus, it's plus on block, which is not a thing in Smash, and so it allows you to be able to do other things, and you can cancel it into like an up B. So she's definitely got some huge, huge gimmicks going on. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, I think she gets kind of messed up at a shield. I yeah. think when you start to pressure her, she has problems on the defense. But yeah, that's that's my thoughts on her. I I think she has the power to do stuff, but I don't think she's going to be like the top five character or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, moving on, we're going to get to our, our Twitter questions real quick, and then we're going to you know move on after that. We'll probably have some more stuff to talk about next week. But yeah, let's go ahead and get to these Twitter questions. Up uh, first, we got uh, what's that? Ernst in, uh, Ernest Invisible. He says, do you think there should be separate age, U18, and adult for Smash tournaments? Do you think, uh, do the current tournaments normalize adults hanging out with kids or would, would giving them separate events uh, could help solve that? I think that that's a bad idea uh, because, like, you can't age gate stuff like that. Like, it's like, it's like that's like age gating a, um, a convention. You know what I mean? Like, you can't say Momocon's 18 plus. There's going to be 18 plus areas, obviously, but for the, the, for the bulk of the area anyone can walk around uh and do you know whatever they want to do same thing with a concert like you can't really age gate a concert if it's like a date like if you're going on a warp tour or whatever you can't be like oh you know no we have the concert for the 18 year olds and then we have the concert for the adults uh yeah you can't really do stuff like that but um i, I do think i don't think it really normalized i think there's just people who have not grown up and they need to like th what needs to be normalized is uh, picking your friends based off of age, basically. Like I, I, there's no, there's no issue with having a rival uh, that is of younger age than you. You know, whatever. If y'all play the same character or some shit like that, you see each other in tournament all the time. But to take that rivalry and turn it into a friendship where you guys are, like hanging out outside the tournament and stuff, 
that's a little weird and that needs to stop i do know the pokemon company runs pokemon events that like two different leagues you know like mm-hmm. they have like the they have the junior league and then the the, the 18 plus league but those like while that's happening, I believe those events happen in the same venue on the same day. So it's just purely from like a competition uh, uh-huh. front. Hmm. So I think I think it's too hard to enforce. It's just yeah. it also it's going to split the community. It's going to make events lose money. So uh, maybe enforcing parents to come. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the solution is. I, I, I think we just got to hold people accountable more. Yeah, we pretty yeah. much dove into this earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Fingledrift says, how optimistic are you uh, about the future of the community? As someone who just goes to local sometimes, I never have thought these issues ran so deep at all levels. Do you think that we could set a good precedent for esports to clean up their communities? Um, I think that after this, I mean, there probably will be a nice little dip of sexual misconduct. Everyone should be afraid uh, to get... Everyone will probably be afraid to, to get called out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think that's going to be a lot the back of a lot of people's minds, especially predators who may have not been called out already. Um, so now there's going to be a, hopefully, you know, I, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, but hopefully there's going to be a lot more thought process behind doing shady shit. Now I get, you know, sign in the DMs so so you can shoot your shot when it's when it's like, you know, something that you could have said on, on the TL. Understandable. Uh, being able to take a no is a big thing. Like you can shoot your shot and get rejected. And also realizing that maybe you shouldn't be in there shooting shots is something that like you also need to think of. And I feel like as of late, maybe a lot of people will be uh, a little more conscious of that. Hell, I'm conscious of it and I haven't done anything. Like I just, I'm existing and I'm still conscious over the fact that like, you know, uh, of stuff that I've done older, you know, when I was, when I was younger, when I was like 20 or like 23, like I, I think about this stuff like, oh, did I make someone uncomfortable or whatever like that? But for the most part, like all the people that like I've been friends with uh, earlier, I'm still friends with now. So it's just, it's, I I want to have high hopes, but I am also on a wait and see type deal. I like to think I'm optimistic about it. Um, Hmm. I, I think people will, can and will learn from this. Even people who have not done anything, like you said, are thinking more about what their actions can be interpreted as, you know, like, Oh, maybe Mm -hmm. that thing I said to them, even though that was not my intent could make that person feel uncomfortable. Just the fact that you're starting to become aware of what you say and how people perceive it is a step in the right direction. Um, Noisy and quiet says, do you think ultimate competitive scene has a place in, in the immediate future where COVID cases are constantly rising and a word of vaccine is pretty much MIA Uh, and word of a vaccine. Okay. Do you think ultimate competitive scene has a place in the, in the immediate future? Uh, I mean, ultimate doesn't have to die. We still have online. It may not be the best, but there's still a lot of online warriors. So, yeah, I'm not really. The thing is, like, I'm not concerned about that right now. Like, I think that for as long as the game keeps getting updates, people are going to continue to play. It's nice to see that Smashers are getting into or ultimate players are getting into old other shit. I've been playing a lot of rivals lately, you know, um, but. That doesn't mean that like I'll never play Ultimate again. I'm always going to be hyped to see the next character that gets put in the game. Uh, I'm always hyped to see another patch. I'm always hyped to see uh, someone playing, you know, underdeveloped characters and stuff like that. So I'm not I'm not too worried about Ultimate for like the next year to two. Uh, you know, if we if we get to 2022 and we're still stuck in the house, then yeah, maybe I'll start worrying. But as of right now, like I, I'm I'm straight on Ultimate. 
I there there's no way it'll, it'll die like anytime soon like you said in the immediate future like no there's not gonna be any local tournaments obviously because of COVID exploding in America dropping the ball on it but with Smash Online like Ultimate in general it's such a huge IP you gotta think about all of the people that play this game that have never attended a tournament that will play this game online that will log on to Elite Smash. How fast does it take you? How long does it take you to find a match in Elite Smash? You know, like it's like instant, right? It takes you like less than 15 seconds to find a match. As long as that stays true, the game won't die. You know, that that's how I see it. Like look at these other games that like you jump into rank, you hop into rank, uh, I don't know, like like uh, Blaze Blue. You know, you, you jump into rank in that game, you, you can't find a match or it takes a very long time. Uh, mm-hmm. And that game is not considered dead. So... Then you go into Smash where you can find matches instantly. The game's fine. Especially with more characters coming out. People will always be hyped for new characters. Even if they're not characters that they don't find themselves exciting, someone will find the character exciting and they will play the game. Yeah. Um, Nas says, how can we forgive terrible people, man? Don't. You don't. It's not. I mean, it's not really in your place. The only person that really needs to be forgiving them is the person who got abused. We're just kind of here we we get to see the story and make our own a judgment but you don't have to forgive anyone if you don't want to yeah. um so yeah you just you know if you feel like someone is that shitty just never talk to them again you know it's i i think there's this thing in the human psyche where people like want to they, they have to keep people in their lives no matter what they do you know and it's like i think people need to understand that it's okay to distance yourself from people that make you feel uncomfortable that wronged you and wait for them to apologize to you. And then, then when they do apologize to you specifically, then you make the decision if you forgive them or not. If you don't forgive them, if you can never forgive them again, just, there, there's so many people on this planet Earth that you could like just just hang out with. Like, it's so nice to meet new people. So re- replace the shitty people with good people, you know? Um, Ross DePasta says, what's your current views on Smash community and what would you change in order for the betterment of the people? Um, Smash community is trash right now, for sure. Um, <laughs> and the only thing that I can do for the betterment of the people is to continue to, we, we can just continue to call out abusers and, and, uh, pedophiles and, you know, manipulators and all that good shit. Yeah. You, you pretty much just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, Power MKM says, as someone who is only in the online scene, what can I do to help combat horrible things that happen in the offline scene? Continue to call out people, you know, if you see it, you know, I, I don't really know, man, because like a lot of the stuff has happened offline, uh, w- with the exception of DMs and stuff, but I don't know, just like, to me, I feel like the, the biggest thing is just set an example and leading, you know, leading by example. Like if you, if you are like one of those guys that are like, all right, man, I don't, you know, I don't, I will not molest. I will not, uh, I will not sexually assault. I will not do any of that shit then you also need to hold other people around in your close circle accountable and they need to hold people in their close circle accountable and things like that. And so it becomes a trickle down effect of people holding other people accountable, um, you know, until you have to eventually probably call them out or something. On top of that, if if you feel like too intimidated to call them out, like in person, then you can always report them to your TO and then hope if their TO is good, they will handle the situation. And if the TO doesn't do anything, and complain about the TO, you know, like keep going higher and higher until something gets done. Like, it, like as long as you continue to complain about something that's not right, 
Like, uh, like take it to the online level, like get people's attention, put people's, especially now with like uh, people are like, like zoning in on the terrible things that are happening in the community. Like, like just if you see something, say something like that. That's pretty much it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, was that Yoho or I think that's that. Yeah. Yo, zero zero one or Yoho maybe. Um, do you think the scene will have, will have a reformed code of conduct before a major start back up again? Uh, see, this is the thing. I just talked about this earlier. I don't really think that the scene needs a code of conduct, but unfortunately, because everyone, because we still have man children, we do need a code of conduct. I don't know if it needs to be reformed. I haven't really read it myself because like, it's like, I know how to conduct myself. Um, but I feel like we are. I, I feel like I feel like we have probably a good enough code of conduct where at the point it, it probably gets the main point across. You know, don't t- don't do things without consent. Stop harassing people. You know what I mean? Like stop being bullies and stuff like that. All that is probably in there. So do we need a reform code? The whatever the rules are it won't matter if people won't follow them. So that that's the real issue. Is I think that you know if people aren't going to follow them, then it doesn't fucking you know it doesn't really matter. So reforming it doesn't mean anything if people won't look at it. Um, and I think at that point in time, maybe the, the consequences need to be reformed more than the actual code of conduct, you know? Uh, so just to make an example out of someone, someone does something minor, you know, just something, something minor enough. I don't know. Um, fucking gets a little too overly crazy in the DMs. Ban them for three months, bro. You know what I mean? Ban them for six months. That way you're sending a message that like, oh, okay, well, we're definitely not fucking playing around anymore about this. And maybe it will send a message to other people that y'all need to calm down. But who knows, man? People, you know, this shit has been going on for so long, and a lot of people who were virtue, virtue signaling actually were shitters themselves. So it's kind of hard to, you know, wonder if this is going to help or not. I think it's going to help only because I I look at the comments of, of, of just Puppe's tweet, of just Puppe. Like, 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 there's so many comments on all of them that are just, awful awful comments and so talking about just just saying terrible things to the person the the the, the victim and there's people out there like multiple people out there like trying to like no you're wrong and so it shows that there's something wrong with the community so i think that's why we need the code of conduct and they do take this stuff seriously i'm pretty sure Uh, i don't know anyone that's on it i don't pay attention to like who who makes the calls or whatever but they have just the existence of it, I think helps just, just the fact that there is something like, Hey, we're keeping an eye on this. We're like kind of like a yeah, Suedo neighborhood watch type thing, you know? Yeah. And I'm thinking about it. The fact that like, I think, I don't know. I don't know if sleepy K was on the code of conduct or if he was just a very, very big advocator of it, mm-hmm. but like for him to be so in tune and intertwined with the code of conduct to then have that shit come out like that to me, showed me that it can be anyone, you know? So, yeah, we really have to, I mean, it's the code of conduct and also holding people accountable. Those have to go hand in hand. Um, Thane H53 says, if you uh, had to choose a community you want to be part of, which one? Or would you rather be part of dozens of communities rather than a single community? Well, I already am doing the multiple community thing. So that's kind of answer itself. I never wanted to be seen as just, uh, I, I never want to be seen as one of the, like, of just the one trick. That is like I definitely grew with Smash, obviously, but I've done multiple Smash games and I've done multiple games in general. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like 
I might not be as as invested into like the Tekken community, the Soul Calibur community, and rivals and stuff like that, but I still like being part of them. So yeah. Yeah, same. I'm part of obviously part of the Smash community. Didn't want to be a one trick pony either. So I'm also part of like the Dissidia community back when Dissidia was active and I'm a part of the local Grand Blue scene in New York City. So it's yeah. like it's it, it feels good to be part of multiple different scenes because it's like it's like it's kind of fun to like compare like the differences yeah. and the similarities, you know. Um, Joestar asked me, given the state of the uh, of the community and your honest opinion, do you think it's a good time for newcomers to participate in current competitive events? I answered this actually on Twitter and I said no, but after kind of talking to people, I think that it's like a it's a yes and a no. No, because obviously right now, like we don't know who's all bad yet. And we're never going to find out who's all bad yet because some people still will not speak up. And that is 100% valid because, yeah, I get like when you're seeing people speak up and you see the first few comments being proof, 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 like, yeah, it's going to make you kind of discouraged to speak up, too. But the answer is also yes, because we are like we're weeding out, you know, the bad apples. And so hopefully that uh, we'll get to a point where we have way, way, way less bad apples than we originally had. Um, but as of right now, because I don't know the answer to that, I'm still going to have to say no. Uh, the community is not. It, it, to me, I, I said in the tweet that it has not been inviting for a long time to multiple uh, you know, people. It's not been invited to trans people. It definitely has not been invited to women. Um, Ethnicity-wise, it hasn't been that bad. I mean, I feel like you know we're all over the place when it comes to ethnicity. But yeah, as far as women and trans people, like... It has not ever been invited to them. And I keep seeing, like, I had tweets against, uh, from my female friends that were like, oh, yeah, man, like, I, I streamed Smash, like, twice, and all these people were coming there saying sexist comments and shit that I just stopped streaming Smash. I'm like, that's that fucking sucks. You know? Just literally for existing and being a woman, doesn't matter what they do. Like, the, yeah. the problems will be there. And we'll never, yeah. we'll never truly experience, like, how, what the daily shit that they go through so it's definitely not welcoming to women in this community, and that's something that desperately needs to change. Yeah. Uh, BK Briggs says, with the recent current, uh, with the recent Smash community at the time, do you think it was never a good community in the first place, or do you think it uh, it will never be at this point? Damn, that's not deep because like I don't know. I think it was a good community when I jumped in, but then again, maybe shit was going on that I didn't know. You know, like a lot of this stuff I didn't know. Um, so. I don't know how to answer that question, to be honest. Maybe it was never a good community at all, but at the same time, my experience in the community has been great. Uh, even when I was nothing, you know, I, I didn't really become like a known figure in 2012. So I was four years and nobody. And uh, I, you know, I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed going to tournaments. I enjoyed making new friends and whatever, whatever. But also I'm a, I'm a male, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a black male in the Smash community, which is almost like a buff, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, I, so I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know the struggles that other people had to deal with. And I and I read them, you know, I see them. I see women talking about like their first few tournaments are already getting harassed and shit like that. So I I, I can't really answer it from my person's per perspective, but uh like at least truthfully but i guess from my perspective all i can say was it felt like it was a good community and now it doesn't and i don't know and i feel like maybe it can get good but as of right now we're just kind of at a wait and see point i thought the community was amazing on the local level like hmm. um way back when i jumped in brawl 
back in the back when I was in the Midwest. Uh, I was a part of the Midwest local scene, and it was really nice over there. Again, I'm I'm a white male, so it's uh you know I I get that advantage. Uh, then I come to New York, and New York scene's really wholesome. They're very welcoming. I've known these guys for years and years and years, and it, it, it's been great. And then you eventually, you know, you go to the majors and stuff like that. And it's cool seeing the homies when you go to like travel and see uh, at like the big online events. It's the online community that I can't stand. Mm. It's people. The online community is definitely trash. The online community is awful. People, people who only tweet on Twitter, people who only post on Reddit, people who only talk in Twitch chat, like, and they don't attend stuff. They don't, they don't even play the game. And they're unfortunately part of the community because they participate in it. You know, I think those, I think that community needs a lot of help. And I think it's been like kind of with the, especially with COVID happening where everyone's like glued online, you know, it's been made worse. Cause I think we've almost forgotten what it's like to be at a local event. Like I miss the New York city scene like heavily. And then I find out about the New York city stuff that just happened recently. And I'm just, that throws me through a loop. So the stuff's still happening, but on on the general scale, like a majority of it is good, and some of my best friends have come from it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, um, what is that? We got uh, Thanic four one saying uh, black Black Lives Matter uh, has been a prominent uh, campaign in recent months, and with many in the Smash community coming out with tra- traumatizing events they endured in the past, have you ever been targeted? Or harassed because of your skin color, or simply put, just targeted harassed in general. Um, I don't really think I've ever like been targeted in a major way. Why I would specifically say it's because of my skin color. Um, but I definitely, you know, when when I started getting big in PM, I had to ask FM, and people would go in during top eights to like shit talk me or whatever. And the reason why I got rid of my ask FM is because like I realized at the time that I had it that even though I was getting positive messages, a lot of that shit was negative because it was under anonymity. And a lot of my friends also were going through the same thing. Like, I would see a lot of women getting shit, like, you know, just got random dudes or random people. And I don't know if those dudes or not, but just be like, oh, you're a slut for, you know, doing this. You're a whore or whatever, whatever. And to the point where I was like, well, why are we even putting up with this? This is like, I'm giving people the avenue to be negative and not be held uh, accountable. Like... So I, I deleted my shit, and I was like, if you want shit talk to me, bro, then then say it with your, and put your name on it, at the very least. Like, I know a lot of people won't put their face, uh, you know, name to a face. That's why a lot of these people who talk shit usually have anime avatars and stuff like that. But uh, I was not going to let people just, you know, shit talk me for for free. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I've got some harassment at some point in time, but I... Don't think it was a color thing. I think it was just a immaturity thing and a you know a smash thing, a child thing, a jealousy thing. I don't know. Never really felt like it was color though. Obviously, oh, I guess. Yeah, I, I yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, my bad. Uh, Matt Amor <laughs> says, uh, "Should we, as a community, stop normalizing adults in the smash scene, hanging out with young minors out, uh, outside of tournament venues? How much would this help?" Yes, yes, and one thousand times yes. Please, if you are a 25-year-old male, stop hanging out with 16-year-olds. Please, if you are a 25-year-old female, stop hanging out with 16-year-olds. Please, if you are over the age, if you are over the legal drinking age, you shouldn't be hanging out with anyone or under 18 unless they're like your sibling or like your sibling's friends. And like that's like pretty much the only way I think I would accept that. I have I have 
my my friend circle has grown with me in age. When I was 18, I would hang out with 16 to 24-year-olds or whatever. When I was 19, it was 17 to 25-year-olds. You know what I'm saying? Now that I'm 30, if you're not 25 or whatever, or not 25, let's, let's be honest, a little steep. If you're not 22, I probably won't uh, associate with you, um, you know, or, or whatever. Like, if you're, like, 21, you're 19, you're 20, like, we, we don't really have a lot to talk about um, or whatever. Because, like, you know, I like to drink. I'm not going to be the one... Uh, you know, trying to get minors legally drunk or anything like that. And if I am hanging out with you and you're 22, but you have 19 year old friends, then yeah, man, I'm down to, you know, I'll hang out because by proxy, but once you leave, that person has to leave too. I just, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm, me and this, me and these six, this 16, 17 year old will not be hanging out. Like that's not what's, that's not what's happening. So, uh, I'll play I just, smash with them. Like yeah, in the venue. like well, we can do that in the venue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you won't be coming back to my hotel room, you know? Like yo, I heard you got a setup in there. I do, but like it's not for you. Like that's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a setup. I have a setup at all times. Yeah, like, I do. And then you just turn around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just it, it's it's uh yeah, just I, I, that needs to stop happening. That hmm. that's that, that needs to stop happening. I, I I don't know why any person close to my age wants to be hanging out with any person that is. I put it like this. I was talking to Tori about this today. I could have had a kid at 20. Not to say that I got anyone pregnant at 20 or whatever, but like I'm just saying, like that could have been something I, I That's had. news to me. What? No, no, go ahead. What the? Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I could have had a kid at 20, right? Uh, if I had a kid at 20, right now, me and my kid could enter doubles and we probably could win some shit. You know what I mean? Now, the thing, the, to, to think about the fact that someone my close to my age will want to be hanging out with my kid is fucking gross like that's just that's fucking gross so nah i'm good i'm good like i just i'm good like i I just i can't see it i I can't see it by any means um for me to be hanging out with anyone uh, under the age of legal drinking age after the tournament is over so yeah yeah. agreed same thing like no way (laughs) Anyway, we ran a little long today. Sorry, guys. Um, we uh, we had one more question about the gamer stuff. I'd already talked about the gamer stuff, so you had to go find a little earlier. Also, this the, the tweet that has been references from January seventeenth. So we have this has been talked about before. I don't know why it's coming up again now in July, uh, but hey, man, you know, hopefully this time gamer will have a better statement or something. I don't fucking know. I don't know what's gonna happen. So, uh, yeah, bro. Um, I. Appreciate you guys being part of this. We are going to, I'm going to swap over to Blast Zone and be talking about the same shit over uh, again, most likely, but except this time with, with Coney and, and EE. So definitely step uh, through for that. It's going to be on the Twitch.tv slash Coney channel. Guys, if this is your first time uh, to Hard Reads, we do this every Wednesday at 6 p.m., uh, assuming that we have enough good stuff to talk about. We took off a couple win- uh, a Wednesday last week because, you know, whatever, whatever. But, um, yeah, we're back. Make sure you come through every Wednesday at 6 p.m., Hit the follow button. I tweet about it. If you ever want to get your questions answered, make sure you uh, find my tweet where I ask for questions, usually on a Wednesday. And I appreciate you guys for listening to our message. I appreciate you guys uh, for following the message, if you follow the message. And if you aren't a shitty person, then I appreciate you too. Um, any, any final words, Aussie? I'm echoing your statements, man. I really appreciate everyone. Just like, it's, it's good to see good people in the community that care about subjects like these, right? Um, and this was just a really good, I, 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 this was good for me just having this episode and being able to 
physically talk about it and not just type about it. It felt really good. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, guys, that's gonna be it for us, man. Uh, make sure you, you can watch this whole episode, or you can listen to this whole episode again. You'll watch it on my YouTube, or you can listen to it again at all the prediction uh, uh, channels. We have a Spotify, we have a Apple Music, uh, and there will be a Reddit post about it very soon. So uh, until then, guys, stay safe, um, keep fighting the good fight, and I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.